This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. I want to um, uh, explain something as I'm as I'm learning it, because next year I really want to talk to you about the economy and what I think is coming in the economy and why I think it's coming. It's as I'm learning about currency and how it works and how the Fed works. Yesterday, I stumbled onto something from uh, Milton Friedman. And it is the reason why he won the Nobel Prize in economics. I think he issued this as a warning, but I think we're looking at it now as the answer. And I wanna show you what it means, what I think is coming our way. And I'll take you there right now. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we are one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are one. I, uh, Man, looking at this chalkboard, Glenn, I, the way you have it written out, I can't decide whether it's a warning or whether it's uh, whether it's going to happen. Yeah, whether you don't understand a damn thing on it, do you? Uh, I mean, yeah. you look, just looking right. at it, you can. Just let me give you the let the me other. give you the formula that this is the formula that Milton Freeman won uh, the Nobel Prize on for economics, and it's really not complex, but we have to understand terms. The formula is M times V equals P times Y, all right? Now, what does it mean? M means the money supply. How much money has the Fed, the Fed has control of the money supply, how much money has the Fed printed and is out in the, you know, ether, okay? So M equals money supply. V equals velocity. What velocity means is... How fast is that money moving? For instance, if you get paid today and you take your money, your paycheck, and you put it all into the bank, the, the uh, money has a velocity, a velocity of zero. If you go and you spend that at a restaurant, it has a velocity of one. If you spend that at the restaurant... And the guy at the restaurant puts it into the bank. It's a one. If the guy takes that and then buys new supplies, it has a velocity of two. The more times your money is being used, the higher the velocity. 
okay? That's what makes the economy move is the velocity of money. How many times has that dollar changed hands before it goes to rest in a bank? Okay? The problem we're having right now is we have all kinds of money, right? They've, They've quadrupled the money supply in one year. So we have tons of money, but the money isn't moving. Nobody's buying anything. It's sitting in a bank. I'll get back to that here in a second. The other half of the equation, it's money supply versus velocity equals um, price changes, inflation, times real growth, GDP. So what Milton Freeman said, and we've talked about this before with helicopter money. What did, what, how, what did he say about helicopter money? He t- tossed around the idea of ha- hovering a helicopter over like a town square and just dropping money out of it that might help the economy. And what did he once. say about it? Do it once. Do it one time. And it would help one time. One time. Why would it help? Because people didn't expect it. Because people would grab it and they would spend it. It was free money from the sky. Right. When you get free money, you're, you're usually like, we got to spend, we got to buy something. We didn't expect this. Let's go buy something. And it's probably not a fortune, so there's no need to, I mean, you, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't not going to invest in it saving it. Or save. You're just spending it, right. okay? So you just spend it. And he said it will work once because after a while, that no longer works because all it does is drive up inflation. You start pushing too much money in, and now inflation takes over, and it's not real sustainable growth. It's funny money, okay? Now, the Fed's control, the Federal Reserve controls the M, the money supply. They're the ones that make the choice on how much money they're going to print. How do they pull the money back if they want to tighten the money supply? Raise interest rates. Correct. That's why during the end of the Carter administration, interest rates were at 19% because they had violated um, this principle and the M and the V became too high and the, the inflation just went through the roof. And it wasn't real, which caused stagnation. Nobody really had any jobs, and the price was too high. So they had to pull that money back, so they raise interest rates. So when you pay 19% to the bank, what the bank is doing is they're paying a high interest rate from the Fed, and they have to pay that back. The Fed pulls that money back, that 20%, and they burn or destroy that money. And that brings inflation back into line because they're closing and, and dropping the money supply. So the Fed controls M, how much is in and how much is coming back. Who controls the velocity? Well, we do in part, uh, but so do banks. Okay, so how do you control the velocity? By what I do with it. If I choose to spend it, uh, then that that increases the velocity. If I choose to save it, that decreases the velocity. Okay, Um, and how do the banks control it? I assume through investment, through like, and they hold it or not. Yeah, whether they hold it, whether they use it, whether they loan it, invest it, loan it. Okay, if they loan it to the average person, 
it's good because the velocity goes way up. You loan it to somebody for new construction. My, the velocity, count the number of times. I go and I give that to a, uh, a broker. The broker then goes and gives it to the uh, construction uh, or the contractor. The contractor gives that to people for the land and to supplies and to the employees. What, do the, what, the, what does the landowner do with that money? What does the supply company do with that money? What do the employees do with that money? They're going to go replenish and restock their shelves. Some are going to invest that money in something else, maybe a new home, maybe new land, maybe stocks. The employees are going to go out shopping for their family. They're going to go spend the money. So the velocity is really high. So why are the banks not loaning and why are we not spending? If you look at Christmas, this is a very bad Christmas season, right? Yes, the stores are not doing well for Christmas. Um, at least, at, at least in-store traffic is down. I have not heard, but I've heard that um, it's a lower than expected uh, Christmas. We are also spending less than we have overall in a long, long time. Why? Uh, could be fear. Everybody's nervous, yeah, right? It's fear. What's going to happen? Right. We don't know what's going to happen. This is what happened during the Great Depression. You d- in the Great Depression, you didn't know what the government was going to do. Businesses didn't know what regulations they were going to have to come up with and, and meet. So everybody starts saving their money. You don't know if your job is secure. So you're paying down debt, you or you are saving the money, which makes the velocity at zero. So there is no GDP growth. The banks are loaning it to the richest of the rich. Where are we seeing inflation? Can you tell me where inflation is actually happening? Because I expected inflation to happen with food and goods and services, but it's not happening there. Where is inflation? We talked about it this week. Housing. Housing. I mean, because, you know, energy is uh, still pretty low. Low, yeah. Um, It's housing. It's artwork. Oh, it's high end. It's it's precious things. It's commodities. Okay. It's the stock market is wildly out of whack. Now they're talking about a stock market of twenty one thousand. Okay, that's 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 crazy because nothing has changed. What's happened? The banks aren't loaning to the average person. They're loaning to people like Exxon, and Exxon is taking that free money. And they're investing it in the stock market because the stock market is going up. They can grab their money, make their money, and pay back that loan without interest. So they're making money in paper. Velocity still very low. And the only ones that are getting rich are the rich. So why is velocity so low? Because of fear. And because the rich are the only ones getting the loans, the big corporations. And what are they doing with it? Investing it in the stock market. Why is it important for the government to make the stock market and housing look good? Because it makes us, at the bottom of the scale, feel like we're getting richer. Feel like things are looking up. Because 
if the stock market's going up, well, things must be good. That's a disconnect in understanding of the American people from the Fed. And at least I'm making money in my house. People are buying houses again, so I've made a lot of money in my house. So you feel like, yes, I haven't had a, rage, a wage increase for a long time, but at least my house is worth more, okay? Mm-hmm. What is the typical way... I'm about to make the... I'm about to show you what's going to happen in the future, in my opinion. What is the typical way of assisting the economy with the Fed? How do they normally do that? What's their solution? Print more money. Print more money, Lower right? interest rates. What? Lower interest rates, right? Yeah, lower interest rates... Um, print more money, try to get you to spend. George Bush, what's the best thing you can do? Go out to the mall and go shopping. This is the phrase that came to mind uh, yesterday as I'm reading this, and I'm like, oh, dear God. We've been talking about negative interest rates for a while. Why are negative interest rates so bad? And who do they hurt? Negative rate interest rates are great for corporations, great for the rich. Why? Because you have lots of well, negative in- negative interest rates. I can go and borrow for my business a ton of money at zero. Oh, right, right. Zero down. Saving is the problem. Okay. Saving your money is a problem. But if I've got a zero interest rate, it's insane. For, for instance, the state of Texas, a really good idea for the state of Texas is to bar- We know that um, Texas is going to continue to grow, which means our freeways, which are already under construction and are enormous. We already know our, our cities and our infrastructure, our highways are outdated even as they're being built for the next 20 years. Correct? They're already packed. They build them and they're packed. We have a 1,000 people a day moving to Texas. So how do you keep up with that? Well, we know that we're going to have to build highways and roads and everything in the next 20 years. Why not borrow the money if you trusted people to lock it up? Why not borrow money today at 0% interest? You'll never get a better deal. And just lock it up until you need that money. Because in 10 years, you're not going to be able to get it at zero. It'll go up. You'll save so much money. And that's how people who have money think. Let me borrow money now and use it because I'll never get it this cheap. But why would negative interest rates be bad for the average person? And then I'll show you why or what I believe they're going to do to get us out of this mess. And it will make the rich richer and the poor much poorer And I think there's no way out for the poor if they try to do something like this, if this is their thinking. Um, Our sponsor, this half hour is around here someplace. Uh, It's Goldline. Wow, this is is perfect for Goldline. Um, If what I think is coming comes, you're going to have to have something of real value. What is it that you can have of real value that won't change, that will, will go up, that will be, you'll be able to have to barter? While some people are buying art for $85 million, 
that art is only worth art if there's a market out there that says I want art. At some point, that money comes down because that price comes down because of inflation, because it, it, it all collapses on itself. That art is only good for what you can barter. Who's going to barter for $85 million? You want something you can barter that is small, that is, that is easily divisible, and something that always, through the history of time, has held its value or gone up in value of times of peril, and that is gold. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. We were just talking about frankincense, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Frankincense was $4,000 a pound in the year zero. Gold was the cheapest of those three gifts. Which one held its value? Gold. 1-866-GOLD. 1-866-GOLD or goldline.com. Sorry, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com and ask them about their important risk information to find out if this is right for you. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. This is the road to the oligarchs. What what do they want you to do? The Fed and the government want you to spend your money. Because if you spend your money, then velocity goes up. You start buying things. Then people have to be hired to make those things. And then all of a sudden, the wheels start to go. Now, Milton Friedman says that can only go so far, and then it just becomes inflation and then hyperinflation, and it won't work. But I don't think, I think the eggheads at the Fed think he's wrong and think this is a lasting plan. So what I believe they want to do is lower the interest rate to a negative interest rate which will make it good for the big businesses and the rich people because they'll borrow that money and the banks will give them that money. And they'll borrow that money and they'll do whatever they want, most likely invest again in commodities, not create jobs, commodities. And then with a low interest rate, with an interest rate below zero, then you're penalized. If you save your money, you lose money. money. It costs you money to hold on to money. And so literally cost you money. Not like, well, if you could have saved that, then it would have been worth. No, no, no. I mean literally cost you money to put it in the bank. They want to penalize you to get the velocity up. 
And so what they'll do is they'll charge you 5 or 10% to keep your money into a bank. They will, they will keep you, they'll force you into the system with digital money. And then if you keep your money in that bank for too long, you will either go in worst case scenario confiscation to um, uh, have hefty penalties through negative interest rates. That will keep America in a constant state of buying and renting. You won't be able to save for your first house. You won't save for anything. You will constantly be on the treadmill to spend, 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 spend. To keep the oligarchs going. That sounds like the answer, Glenn. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, it does. It does. Wouldn't you as an average person then just not put it in the bank and just keep it home or safe? So why not digitize the money so you had to keep it in the system? If you want to spend, you want to keep some money in the, go ahead, keep some money. Keep $5 bills, $1 bills. That's what, is that be, But it'll be illegal to keep X number of dollars. You got to keep it in the system. We are seeing that in other countries. We are seeing that in other countries. We're doing that in India. We've been talking about that. Australia. Australia. Cyprus was obviously an example of of that gone wild. So far, we have something called a... uh, What is that? Constantinople. No. (laughs) And how much is that? A constitution that should prevent that. You mark my words. I bet you were headed this direction. prevent that. I hope this is wrong. This is just me thinking out loud. I may have this wrong. But you, I think we're headed in this direction. Commendation. That's what you're looking for. Uh, you have a commendation. Yes, um, right? Constitution, oh, I think, is the word. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. This is on the um, the album. I think it's Believe Again, isn't the name of it? Um, and uh, it, the idea behind this album was get these get these guys together that have never been together before, don't know each other, all from different faiths, all Christians, and can they come together and in five days make a cohesive Christmas album? Really, um, um, really an amazing project, especially how they all bonded. Every little difference of their faith fell apart and they were forced to go right to the spirit of Christ um, because they didn't have time for anything else. And uh, so they lost everything but the essentials. And that was one of the last songs recorded. And I, my favorite on the whole album. Um, and it came from this girl who was so humble and so quiet the whole time. She was like, I don't have anything. I don't, I don't, everybody had to come up with at least one song. She's like, I, I don't have anything. I, I, I don't. And it's like two o'clock in the morning and um, they all start talking and she said, 
I keep hearing this song and I've, I had a dream about it, but it's just so simple and it's not, it's not fancy like any of yours. And it is so simple and so beautiful. And, um, and the words are simple. Until the world hears your name, I will believe. So great. Some of the greatest songs of all time. I, I actually, my, uh, you can get that, uh, it's still available at uh, glennbeck.com slash believe again. Yeah, and it's also available at iTunes and every place else. But. Uh, my favorite is the uh, David Osmond with oh, Mike Baden. By far. Uh, That's okay. all right, yeah. Oh, I oh, love come it. all ye faithful. I love that version so good. of those two men. Or it's- that one was the hardest one to do. If, David, if David's last name wasn't Osmond, he'd be one of the biggest stars on earth, and he would have sold 50 million albums. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I would he, agree with you. He is he so was on, talented and deserves to be a... He was on American Idol and made it quite a distance on American Idol. And, then, and then he got sick or they kicked him off or something? What? Yeah, no, they, no. they uh, you know... I don't think he got is, eliminated, did he? Or did he? Yeah, no, I think he, I think he got eliminated. Um, and behind the scenes, and I don't know this from David, but from behind the scenes, I have heard that it was because your name is Osman. Yeah, you can't go any farther. You can't go any farther. Your name is Osman. Yeah, and so you don't look like you know. It doesn't look like you're a nobody. Right. It's a good version, and I do like that song. I prefer "Go Tell It on the Mountain." Um, (laughs) We actually have a (laughs) have a clip of it, Pat. We do. Okay. How does that sound? Go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere. Okay. I, You're not challenged. You're winning me over, Adam. You're winning me not over. The way. You're winning me no. over. So yesterday, I, I, I um, involved myself in something that, as the makeup department is applying the beard, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I haven't even read this script. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about you don't this need to. story. You don't need to read okay. this I am trusting Stu in particular. Don't put this on. Oh. You volunteered this. for this role. Right. Is but it? I asked you over and over again. I haven't read the script. Are we okay? Well, you read Are it we... yesterday. Just I read anything? my part. Right. I haven't read the script. Somebody came to me as I'm walking in in full beard for, what is it, Christmas Isis-sickle? The, the Christmas Isis-sickle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in beard. I'm realizing, wait a minute, I think I'm a member of ISIS. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No. That wasn't in my script, whether I was or not. I don't know why These I was are in They're just people who are in the holiday spirit. And one of the executives came in the hallway and said, have you read the script? And I said, no. Why? Have you? Oh, um, no, go ahead. So, so how is this on me if they what am, I, what am I what what exactly are you putting on this network with me in it? Well, first of all, uh, the Christmas spirit is what I'm putting on this network. Uh, uh, um, I think we're trying to bring different cultures together. All I know is in my script, uh, I was told to ad lib about a really enormous fat man dying. <laughs> That might have been. I don't. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a bit of of that. Well, just, again, you know, when when there's a, a reporting of a crime story, you want uh, descriptions are used often, uh, and that's just what you took from that particular yeah. incident. When I ad libbed, it's almost as if this dead man had just eaten the Hindenburg, <laughs> and I was told 
not far enough. Hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, it's similar to uh, what the police found right. upon the incident. Uh, right. You know, look, Glenn, as you've talked about many times, uh, there are uh, the holidays are an emotional time. <laughs> we all experience the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. As we were saying, that's probably the most important information we could give to you and the information that people don't want you to have. Um, <laughs> I mean, some, I, you almost feel like people might just go to a break in the middle of it to try to avoid us getting that information out there. But luckily, that didn't happen. Okay. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Um, if, you, um, you know, if you're like me or any, really, we're all the same. We want our, our family to be safe. Uh, that's a number one priority. Pat and I are going to Haiti uh, later this week, um, to bring Christmas to the the kids that you freed from the sex slave industry. Um, many of these kids were sold into slavery by their parents. Can you imagine that? Um, just a horrible situation. But because of your donations to um, um, Operation Underground Railroad, you have freed, I think, 200 kids in Haiti and hundreds more all around the world. And um, they are very, very grateful. And we'll bring that story to you um, online. But um, our family's protection is the most important. And the way we do it is uh, sometimes difficult because it's expensive. Simply Safe Home Security is taking away all of the objections Nobody is coming into your house to upsell you. Nobody is coming into your house and drilling holes in your walls and uh, wiring something, especially now with wireless technology. Um, It is a situation where you can have 24-7 security, and it's $14.95 a month, not $40, $50 a month. And there's no contract. So if you don't want to have monitored security, you just want to have the blaring alarm, you can have that. Now, how much for the actual product itself? How much is it going to cost you for 17 security um, uh, sensors? That means if anybody opens up your windows, anybody opens up your door, um, you can get glass break sensors. You can, you can even get um, the motion sensors and the, um, you know, the toxic gas sensors in your house. You get a panic button. You get a blaring siren wireless connection to authorities that are going to dispatch the police 24/7 monitoring for 15 bucks a month and no long-term contract that system of the 17 security sensors and the panic button and the siren and the wireless connection all of that stuff now has a $200 off offer from simply safe it'll cost you 399 i that is that's an unbelievable christmas gift even for the family if you're looking for somebody 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 going to school can have that. You can put it in the dorm room. 
You can, you can put that in the apartment. Somebody who's just starting out or your home. Simply Safe, their defender package. Go to the website right now and check it out. SimplySafeBeck.com. SimplySafeBeck.com. Do it now and you get $200 off the defender security package. SimplySafeBeck.com. Okay, so we were talking uh, before we were rudely interrupted by technology about um, uh, Hallmark. We think actually somebody <laughs> watching. ripping off. Yeah, watching the Christmas twist, which is this parody of all of these bad Christmas shows. You keep framing this in the negative, however. I am very pleased with this uh, possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, I, no, I am too. I, I, think it's, I think it's flattering. It's a fantastic film uh, that we made. A film. <laughs> and um, they thought so too, and that's why they copied it and put can it you give out me, can Show the evidence, because this is pretty striking. All right, well, in Christmas, there, there's a movie now called Christmas Cookies on Hallmark, and it takes place in the town of <clears throat> Cookie Jar. Is that right? Yes, yes. Cookie, Jar. Uh, Cookie Jar. And we don't know what state Cookie Jar is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, just to show you some of the similarities, here's where the, uh, I, I think the owner of the store is mulling an offer from somebody who is trying to get them a lot of money for it. You going to take the deal? This is Christmas cookies. Back to business, huh? Well, I know why I'm here. I think I have, what, yeah, 60 hours left? I'm all over it. The mulling period, right? Uh Yeah, I forgot about that. So it's a huge offer that would save his Christmas cookie company. In Christmas jar, he's only got six. He's only got sixty dollars left. Sixty hours. Sixty yeah. hours. Sixty left hours left to for the deal. Okay. Right. All right. Now, in the Christmas twist, there was a similar period. The mayor announced his offer for the six hundred square foot cookie store, eleven million dollars. The office. The office. But he did place one condition. Store owner Noel Anderson only has. 24 hours to decide. All right, so they're both mulling over the offer, right? Yeah, there's another similar scene where the the two people talk to each other and say, hey, uh, you know, you you only have uh, 12 business hours to decide. Uh, And she's pressuring the woman to sell the cookie store. And the roles are reversed. They did the thing where they're going to change the sexes so you don't realize it. Uh, (laughs) But we caught it. Oh, we saw through their ruse. Mm Mm-hmm. They're so transparent. There is a cookie store days. in both of them. Yeah, but yeah. Both of them are being sold. Yes. Both of them have a time limit to decide. Mm-hmm. Both of them have the store owner not wanting to. Both of them have the fiancé or the love interest that wants them to, right? Yes. yes. And it, in the... Okay, so here's the love interest in the Christmas cookies trying to get the owner to understand... This is Hallmark. There's, there's some money involved here. On no one from here is going to go to Buffalo. The relocation tax credit. It's not always about money, Hannah. I didn't say it was always about money. But, you know, the money's not nothing either. Similarly, in the Christmas twist. Money's uh, not nothing. I wish you wouldn't always talk about money around the holidays. <laughs> They're both. So both people who are being offered a lot of money to sell their cookie store are kind of disgusted by the offer. It's not all about money. And there's another scene where Pat, in his incredible role in The Christmas Twist, uh, is told, uh, it's not about money, and you say, uh, uh, it's not, you're right, it's not about money, but this is $11 million. When my uncle told me about that, it was $1.78. 
So again, <laughs> when there's a lot of money How, on the line. Uh, was Pat the love interest? No, Pat was. Oh, the, I was uh, the Uncle, Uncle Billy. Uncle Billy. Uh, Uncle Billy. Uh, Uncle Billy. Um, quite a stretch. For <laughs> Jeffy me. kind of turned into uh, the love interest <clears throat> in that one. Uh, Whoa, so this is completely uh, unbelievable. Yes, oh yeah. Well, it was a parody. It was supposed to be a parody of this genre, which they then turned into a real movie. In both, uh, this is the, these are the, uh, the, the initial. There's always a fiancé who is all about money. He's all, he, he or she is all about uh, advancement in their career. They've lost the Christmas spirit. Here's Hallmark's presentation of that in the proposal from the original fiance. Listen, uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. And I think this is right. What's right? Us, this. Kevin, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my gosh, she's getting an unwelcome proposal. Unwelcome. Hannah Harper. We were meant to be together. Uh Oh, this is so bad. So bad. Oh, yeah. Feel for her right now. I know. Will you marry me? Oh, wow. Oof. And of course, he does that in front of people. She's embarrassed. Right. And you listen to that. I'm, I want this audience to listen to that. You think that's so bad it couldn't be worse. Listen to the original. <laughs> but honey, now I can afford the one thing I really wanted. <laughs> I didn't know how the same. <gasps> Will you marry me? Dad! That's the. <laughs> Biggest diamond I've ever seen. Of course it is. From the richest boyfriend you've ever had. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> to a lifetime. I believe. Dad. Now, I believe. I mean, seriously. I believe. Was the music not even the same? It, it was, was the same, good. right? Both businesses are, of course, becoming insolvent. Uh, here's Hallmark's presentation of that. Sir, this company is teetering on the brink of insolvency. Have you seen these yeah. numbers? Yeah, well, that's what you get when you're in production only half of the year. So you got to take that money, and here's the Christmas twist. Just listen to me. Maybe if you just ran a cookie store, or you ran a Christmas cookie store, or you just ran a butter cookie store, but you only sell the pretzel-shaped butter cookies. Nobody likes the pretzel-shaped butter cookies. (laughs) Oh, really? Then why did I sell three to customers this year? (laughs) Well, two of them were me, and the other one was a guy hiding from an Amber Alert. This is the worst business model of all time. So do you see that the both wow. businesses need it? Both right, and both businesses are failing because they're only selling a limited quantity. Right. Exactly. So right. this is the best solution for him. <sighs> Jake, he's he's just being so he's being so stubborn. I mean, why doesn't he understand that this is the best solution? Why? This is eleven million dollars. That's like John Kerry wife money. Right? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's the same movie. It's, same, it's the same stinking movie. movie. And they end kind of the same with the same cheesy sort of line. Christmas is what you make it. Or bake it. Uh, 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 by the way, that's not the parody. That was the real movie. The Christmas yeah. twist. Well, I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles, huh? Come on. That's the same. Come on. I want a letter from Hallmark <laughs> saying that they stole this story Come from on. us. I just, I don't want a dime from them. I just want a little bit of honesty in this Christmas season. This is. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.